What is going on guys? I'm James. And I'm Travis. And you're tuned into the Monet Coffee Show. And this week we have a special guest, Mr. John Gilbride.
was the wonderful music of John Gilbride, who is here with us and who's going to sit down with us. Hey, hey, hello. What's up, guys? Uh, we're doing we're doing very well. Thank you for thank you for playing the song. Uh, thank you for having. What, what was that? Can you actually scooch scooch in? Just it's a it's, it's a tight frame. We do this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Get close. I love you, buddy. Uh, cool. So we're going to ask you about what song you just played. What was that? Oh, cool. Um, that was a song called um, "Goodbyes in July." It's a, one of the first songs I really ever wrote. It's a, one that has a lot of meaning to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, the air conditioning turned on. This is that's my favorite ambient sound. I'm gonna be cooler though. I have a jacket on. It was weird weather today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It absolutely was. Uh, so you've been. Um, we were kind of talking about this a little bit uh, uh, before we started, but like you, you're gigging like a lot. You do. A yeah. Lot. You, can, you do a lot of shows. Yeah, in a lot of capacities. Um, like we were saying before, the, the camera started rolling. Um, I think it's an interesting balance for musicians anymore. If you want to make a living, um, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. Um, it was just going over mics and getting a feel for things and um, just trying to get a response out of an audience. Yeah, really. You know, um, McGill and Alehouse, their drunken, crazy open mic that's every Thursday. That's kind of yes. how things start for a lot of people. It seems a lot of people in my um, sort of circles. Mm-hmm. I met your good friend Rob Tate mm-hmm. at McGillan's, um, which is not your typical music venue, just kind of a stage mm-hmm. in, in a little corner of a crazy yeah. Irish pub. But I've met a lot of amazing musicians in that little corner, so I've left that corner of the to thank for a lot of uh, great connections. That yeah, that's made. fun. I, I don't think I've ever hung out for the McGillans. Yeah. Uh, I almost called it McGillans Happy Hour. I've never yeah. hung out for that either. But for the yeah. open mic. Uh, but it, it does seem to be filling the hole that was left when Lickety Split left. Ah, uh, yes. Because I used to go to that. I had friends who would go to that. Uh, Rob, Rob would go play there. Rest in peace, Lickety Split. I miss you so um, much. Yeah. But like you would just see the weirdest stuff, yeah. and my understanding yeah. is that all the weirdos who were who were doing the stuff there have moved over to, to McGill. I'm one of those weirdos. Um, I hosted the Lickety Split Open Mic for like a year, which nice. is crazy. Like right towards okay. the end of the run, I don't think it was because. I wonder if I've seen I you hope it wasn't then. because of me that they should. I wonder, I wonder if I'd seen you before we'd ever yeah. met then. Yeah, but I used to, we, I used to go golf on tangents about the open mics, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. I do. I've been gigging a lot. Um, it's interesting. I call it a cover circuit. You kind of um, play at bars around the city, three hours, mm-hmm. entertaining people, having a good time, special guests coming up. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a really fun experience. And through That's that, great. you make great connections and collaborate with great musicians. Then I'm able to kind of leverage that into my original work and shows and yeah. bring some high energy, hopefully. Uh, and you, you, did a, you did a little bit of touring this summer. It's a little, I don't know if you can tell there, but he's quite red still. Yeah, in the face? Yes. Just oh very, yeah, very burned. Yeah, I'm super red. I'm also on camera, <laughs> and I'm Irish, so I think that's I, I think yeah. it's a product of that too. Um, yeah. So over the summer, I go down to a little island in North Carolina called Ocracoke Island. Um, my girlfriend's family's been going down there for a number of years, and I kind of decided to say, hey, why why not make some money? Why not go down and have some fun and play some gigs too on top of that? So we scheduled some little acoustic tours around there, play the bar circuit, and uh, meet some amazing people down south. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then locally, you stay busy through four nights a week and uh, have some fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you doing Are you doing music full time right now? Currently, I am. Since nice. I came, yeah, since okay. I came back from North I know Carolina, you had a good job for a while. Yeah, for a while I did. I came back from North Carolina, kind of promised myself, let's just go at the music thing as oh, hard yeah. as hard as I can. And um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of adding to the band, adding to the to the repertoire, and trying to um, ramp up my original work and get the record done and all that fun stuff too. Nice. Yeah. 
So there are a lot of artists who want to start a career in music, but they yeah. have like stage fright or yeah. they just don't know where to start. So like, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say let go of that initial fear. I think it's really easy for anybody who's sitting at their kitchen table and scribbling words on a pad of paper and strumming a guitar and screaming at the top of the lungs in their kitchen looking in the mirror. I think it's easy to be like, oh, I can do this here, but I'm afraid of that response. Just go, just look up any open mic on any given night. There's plenty of websites like Philly Gig Invite List, Open Mic List, all over the internet, just go. And don't be afraid of anybody, you know, mocking you, making fun of you, because you have more courage than them to get up there and do your poetry, do your songwriting, do your comedy, whatever it is. Um, and I think um, be open to criticism. And I think, I think look up to people who are doing what you want to do, like in any industry. Hey, this guy's playing three nights a week. Email him, Facebook message him, tag him on Instagram. Hey, how can I do what you're doing? I think it's um, for anybody who's young or not, if you're 20, if you're 40, if you want to play music, if you want to get involved, just just do it, jump in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was another thing we were talking about. Was like, there's a, like, especially like here in Philly, there's such a like vibrant live music scene. We have a lot of different spaces yes, where people are. Yes, it is. Are. It's uh, underrated in my mind, I think. Yeah, yeah. and for, for me, I think uh, like what's been weird, uh, I think, I think we talked about this in a previous episode is like like I keep interacting with the same people over and over and over again yeah uh, because uh, people become friends and then they are like hey I've got a friend can I bring them to the uh-huh. thing can they, can they like do a thing as well sure and then I end up seeing the same like four people and over and I get so excited when I see new people because I feel yeah. like we have a vibrant enough live scene that uh, there's uh, there's like multiple circuits and they're not like they're not even interacting with each yep. other there's just so much I think it's good, and I think it breeds more creativity, and I think it um, only fosters a better community for music in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, just in my little circle of people who I've gotten to meet over the past three years, I mentioned Rob Tate um, mm-hmm. uh, of the amazing Handball Relay, who I've been yes. able to play with, um, sit in with. They've been my backing band for a lot of my latest original shows. You know, Johnny Diskew's on guitar, crazy electric guitar player. Um, Mark Brown, um, amazing bass organ player. Um, Sarah Williams, Jeremy Ferreira, Sophie Corrin, who's on an episode with you guys as well, people I've gotten to meet, Jake Bernard, all these people, truly amazing songwriters, amazing musicians, and people I've never met if you don't just jump in and do it. And um, I think, like I told you earlier, I think live music is more alive and well um, in general and in Philly than people, people really think. It's, yeah. uh, I think people need to get out and hear it more and embrace it. My, my original introduction uh, to the Philly music scene was was a lot of like jazz and classical stuff because yeah. I was going to school for jazz and classical stuff when I first yeah. got here. Oh, right on. And then I had friends who were in the punk scene and I got introduced to that. And then I like and and there there just is if you have a, if you like music there's a very easy way to see it live. Yeah, uh, here there's just so many different spaces for it. Yeah, you gotta be um, willing to go find it. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And if you're trying to get, if you're trying to get in it like. So that's the best way to do it is just to start insert, yeah. inserting yourself. I've, yeah. I've met many uh, folks uh, who are like, oh, you know, like, you know that person? Can you introduce me? And I'm like, like, people have just met in a bar. And I'm like, sure. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, we're best that. friends now. Let's yeah, do that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think one uh, good thing about the Philly music scene, especially like the indie scene, is that a lot of artists actually put time in like... They want to make sure that their songs are of quality yeah. instead of just creating things that are popular or that can get them a quick buck. So I think that's really something that's admirable about uh, like Philly musicians that we've like met and interacted yeah. with. Yeah, I think, I think that's important. I think it's easy. Um, it's not to say that a catchy hook isn't amazing. I think everybody, there's a lot of um, 
those hooks are waiting to be found. With the, you know, and look at this in pop songs. You know what I mean? It's because of a catchy hook and it catches on. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, I think as long as you're writing from your heart and you're playing based off your experience and you, and you, you know all that, I think um, you can't really go wrong if you're singing from the heart. And if it ends up being catchy and if I'm in the top forty in a couple of years, great. Yeah. If not, you know, I'm, I have nothing to be sorry for. You know. Yeah. Because you're working. Because you're working. Because you're working yeah. and you're playing. That's it. That's all that matters. I think. No, that's good. So what would you say has been one of like the biggest lessons that you've learned since starting your music journey? Lessons I've learned. I would say, um, I think you need to be humble. I, I think you need to, um, again, take advantage of the connections you make. Um, treat the people in the music community like your friends and kind of, um, like I said, get involved. Um, and, sorry. Can you ask me that again? <laughs> is, that a th thing? is this a continuous shot? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sorry. Uh, like, you know, what lessons have you learned? And you, and you certainly spilled them. I would say, lessons I've learned is when I first started, I kind of just quit my job three years ago and just dove in head first without really thinking, oh, I don't need any money. I have plenty of savings. Yeah. And thinking this is going to work right off the bat and you're going to get paid to play these gigs and everybody's going to love me. It's not, it's not like that. I think it's about putting in the work. I think if you want to get paid as a musician, as an entertainer, you need to just understand it's a job like anything else. Um, but the job aspect of, of aside, I, I think you just have to um, be humble, um, always seek advice, and be open to criticism and feedback, and um, just be yourself. Um, that's really all I've done. And uh, you'll make great friends in the process, and you meet great people, and it's important to extend that arm of the music um, part of the community to the people like you, people doing talk shows, people doing videography, photography, people doing studio work. Um, my yeah, producer's yeah, name is Chris. Journalism. journalism aspect of everything, yes, James. Um, people like my producer Chris Rizzolo, many on who might not hear these people with little small shop studios who are doing incredible work, like old school, mm -hmm. amazing studio work. Um, I think it's important to, to build those people up and help each other out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so out of, out of curiosity, what was this job that you quit before you? Oh, it's so boring. Do you really want that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so before yeah, I yeah. before I went to college, it was a lot of oh my god, do I major in music? Do I go for piano performance? Do I go for vocal? Do I try and pursue this as a profession? And I got pushed the other way. I said they said hey, if you know anything else besides music, go for that because you're probably going to be super poor unless yeah. you want to go be a teacher. And I was like okay, so I studied business. And long story short, uh, for Temple, I started in benefits consulting for a consulting firm in Center City, Philly. Wow. Yeah, really fun. <laughs> it's great. It was great. And if, if you know anything about me, or if you've known me for the past three years, you'd, you know, you'd say, yeah, no wonder you quit. Um, but I quit after a year and a half of really hating um, everything about that job and just kind of started going open mics and feeling my way around. That's pretty much where I am now, so yeah, yeah. I could. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's good. It's a lot of alcohol. It's worth it. I mean, there's there's money to, there's money to take into consideration, but life's short too. At the same time, yeah. you know what I mean. I, I want everybody talks about freedom and entrepreneurship and all these different things, and I think for musician, it's it's very much the same. It, I think it's not about making your own hours, but it's about kind of creating a life for yourself that you want to be. At the end of the day, you want to go to bed knowing you do what you love during the day, and mm -hmm. I think that's important too. Uh, I I got similar coaching. I, I originally went to to college for yeah. music composition and jazz studies at the yes. University of the Arts. But when I was when I was uh, like in high school, like preparing to go to college, 
I uh, was thinking about like going to theater school or going to music school, and I, I settled on music composition because I was like, I can I can absolutely make a career out of because I wanted to work in in film yeah, industry sure. in one way or another, but I didn't think it would be. So I, I, at the time, I didn't think it would be behind a camera. I thought it'd be in front of a camera like this, uh, and I was like, oh, I can do film composition because I'm uh, like the next Hans Zimmer. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could be I, like I'm a talented composer, and I can yeah. do and I can do this sort of thing. And I saw it as uh, much easier to work in. And I would one wrong. Sure, uh, that is a super tight industry to get into. But also, uh, the other part of that was I was like, oh, if I go to school for for music, I can get. Uh, a degree in like music education as yeah. well, and I can be a music teacher, and then that would be a great backup job. I have friends who are music teachers and art teachers. They have a hard time finding a job because yeah. those are the first jobs to get. Right, it's pretty saturated, right? Yeah, my friend. Yeah, and I have friends who are English teachers, and they're fine because yeah, there's a test for English. There's no test for music. Um, I don't like that. I, think, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I really don't. I, I yeah, think there should be. I think there should be licenses for us musicians too, the same way. Like. But think about uh, uh, like a, like a standardized test, like in yeah. Pennsylvania, it's the PSSA that yeah. I, I grew up t- taking. Sure, yeah, me too. Uh, so could could you imagine though a a standardized <laughs> test that's like which one is which one which one is the most consonant chord? Ooh, in C chord. Could, could we make that up uh, like a new project for us? So and let me give each other a certificate and like put it on the wall. That would yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, the I think the key to that is you call yourselves a uh, you can accredit like, each other yeah you can, you can be an accreditation firm Good. of of four yeah yeah I'm into it I'm into it there you go we'll have to we'll write that up <laughs> um, so uh, I would I would love to to thank you for coming on thank you for yeah uh, of course uh, playing thank some music you. for us we'd yeah. love you to play another song yeah absolutely you have another song for us I do cool right uh, so John is gonna go prep that uh, we. Uh, would love for you all to subscribe. John has social media things that yeah. he. I don't have a website yet. Yeah, I, I could do way better at it. This is going to be like <laughs> the first video you'll see of me as a musician because yes. I don't put anything out there. But facebook.com slash music by John Gilbride, at John Gilbride Music on Instagram, and just follow me for my acoustic shows and follow me there. And stay yeah. tuned for the record and all that fun stuff. Absolutely. All right, so, another song. Yeah, so, so go follow him on all of his stuff, go follow us on all of our stuff. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and then uh, we're just going to ask you guys to subscribe as we, as we do. It's YouTube. Uh, we were in. Yes. Uh, so, awesome. Thank you very much, and enjoy your coffee. Drunk nights for a hard ride
Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I forget.